Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the official Glory podcast. We're getting ready for Glory 43 at Madison Square Garden Friday night in New York City. And joining me now is, of course, Joseph Valtellini, my broadcast partner and the fifth-ranked lightweight in the world today, Josh Johnson. Big round of applause by anyone. There we go. Wow. Hey, you ready to fight Friday night? How you feeling? Yeah, I feel calm, relaxed. Uh, everyone's always asking me, you excited, you excited? No, I'm relaxed. You had I'm a little relaxed. different, from what we saw, you had a little different training uh, regimen getting ready for this fight. We saw you go down to Las Vegas and train at Mayweather's gym. Yeah, I was there for a few days. It wasn't there for too long. I was, uh, I was in Vegas for a wedding of my friend. And um, while we were there, I thought, you know, hit up the Mayweather gym and, uh, you know, work my hands a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that's what I did, and it was good. It was a cool experience. And, uh, you know, it was, it was surreal, to be honest, going into the place at first. That was real cool. It was real cool. You know, Mayweather's probably one of my favorite, favorite boxers of all time. So... Did, you, really did cool. you get to see him training or anything down nah, there? No, he wasn't in there. He wasn't there. Apparently, he went in there the day after I left. Okay. But uh, I, I did pads with his uncle, Jeff. Okay, and, yeah, we uh, saw that. That yeah. was on the inside glory. Exactly, and with Dewey Cooper as well, which is a you know, kickboxer from uh, one of you know legendary American kickboxers. You know, there's not too many high-level American kickboxers, yeah. as you know. So it's cool to be able to see a trainer as one of the better ones, best ones. And... Um, yeah, it was, it was a real cool experience. I enjoyed it. Now, I asked you this in the pre-fight interview. It's like a lot of fighters are all stuck to one style, but you seem to travel and go to different places. Mm -hmm. I know in your last camp you went to Thailand. This time you were in Las Vegas. Um, how do you implement that back to your style without being overly uh, confused? Because I know a lot of fighters get too much information, mm -hmm. but you seem to do a good job at um, taking little things from it. Yeah, and that's exactly what I do. I, you know, I pick and choose. You know, my overall game is like a puzzle. And uh, I pick little pieces from all over the world and I take it back home. And with my dad and my brother, we sort of put it into my own style, put it into the jaunty style, into the Josh style, whatever you want to call it. We put it into that. And, um, you know, I leave some of the things that didn't, didn't work for me. They might be great for other people. Mm -hmm. It didn't work for me. I'll leave those over there and I keep the things that are good for me. You know, like you said, I've trained in Holland for a long time. I've trained in Thailand now. I've trained, uh, yeah, I went to Vegas. I've done boxing with many, lots of different mm -hmm. people. I've trained with so many people. Um, you know, I've even gotten the chance to train with like Rob Carmen and that. You know, and again, you know, I take little right. things and I, I, I keep the ones that, that work and that for me and I leave the other ones. You even went to Brazil at one point, yeah. didn't you? With trained, Jose Aldo? Yeah, trained with Aldo, you know, pick some things from him as well. Um, whether it be techniques themselves or just sort of uh, drills, ways of training, that kind of stuff, you just take little things. You know, I've, I, I learned a lot at a boxing gym in Holland. Um, uh, muscle fit, I learned a lot from there. Um, you know, from Andre Mana, I learned a lot yeah. from him too. I trained with him when I was about 15 and 17. And uh, I learned a lot, especially when it comes to discipline and that kind of thing from mm. Andre. I've, yeah, I've trained with a lot of people and it's, uh, it's, it's a privilege. It's really a privilege. I'm glad I've had the opportunity. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to, ha to have that in my life. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's taken my game up to the next level. That's why I think I've been able to, to go f so far with kickboxing when I'm from a place that doesn't really support kickboxing For or sure. have big kickboxing, you know, like you know how it is. Yeah, it's been brutal. And, uh, yeah, and you know, so I've had to put myself out of my, take myself out of my element, put myself in sort of, I guess you could say, uncomfortable situations in order to grow. I mean, I got smashed over in Holland when I was like 15, sparring with pro fighters. Um, yeah, and I was, I was getting beat up, but then the next day I was like, well, I don't want to get beat up again, so I better, do, so I better do something better next time. Yeah. You know, so you get, you, you you have to push yourself into into hard situations, and that's how you go up to the next level. For sure, Joe yeah. got smashed in Holland too, but that was in the red light district. So it's a little different. 
<laughs> hey, so you trained at Matt Mayweather's gym. You've changed the subject. Yeah, we went up on that. Muay Thai, boxing, I'm sure a little MMA, kickboxing. You know all the combat sports pretty well. Mayweather, McGregor, I'm sure you've been asked this uh, already. Yeah. Don't tell me who's going to win. Tell me what kind of fight is it going to be? What's it going to look like? It's, it's going to look It's going to look like uh, McGregor trying to attack, but always being one step behind Mayweather because his footwork's not going to be there. His footwork's not going to be. People don't people underestimate or people don't un realize, like Mayweather's dad said, or uncle, most people don't know shit about boxing. They don't. Boxing is another animal when it comes to footwork and the technical small aspects of it. And like distance um, control. Distance control is sure. huge, huge. Distance control is huge. And uh, people don't seem to take that into account. They just think it's about hitting hard and that kind of thing. Right. And, and different styles, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, different styles. but. While McGregor has some boxing experience, and I, I love McGregor, I think he's wicked, and but he has some boxing experience, but the, it's the footwork that I think is going to be a difference. Footwork is in boxing is so f far ahead of MMA and kickboxing as well. Most kickboxers have terrible footwork. Most oh, for of them, sure. Most of them have terrible footwork. But you see guys like Dumbe, you see guys like Israel Adesanya, and uh, Rico Verhoeven, and myself. You know, How is his footwork? He had good footwork too. He Not great, it's good. No, distance control. I'm that's telling it, you, and that's what it's about. That's what it's about. You know, is being able, when you can control the distance, it's uh, it, it changes everything. You know. Do, do you think McGregor? When as soon as I heard he was he was talking to Mayweather, I was like, Mayweather's like the worst possible style for him to fight. If he were to come over and, and challenge Manny Pacquiao, he'd probably still lose. But at least Pacquiao's going to give him some openings and be a little more aggressive. Whereas Mayweather, I would think, is just going to play it safe and just pot shot him all. Yeah. Fight. Well, and and well, Mayweather exactly is going to avoid him. And but I think people. People have tried to say, oh, but Mayweather's had trouble with southpaws in the past. Yeah, but these are some of the best southpaws <laughs> out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is, you know, that's like, some people say that, you know, might say that about me, but you have to remember the southpaws I've fought. Hinata, Petrosian, Sidichai. They're the three best southpaws out there, you know, aside from maybe Yodsin Klein, who I haven't got a chance to fight and now he's retired. But, you know, these are the best guys out there. So, yeah, it's, whether they're orthodox or southpaw, they're going to be hard fights regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just adds an extra element to it. But um, again, it's going to be like it's going to be like me on Friday. You know, I'm fighting another southpaw, just like Mayweather's fighting a southpaw. But it's not. It's a different level of southpaw. It's no. You know, it's a Petrosian. It's you know, it, it, May, you know, it's, it's it's not a Petrosian. So just I mean? for the record, you're picking McGregor to win. <laughs> no. Okay. No, I'm taking. See, but but unless. I could see also some crazy marketing thing where they try and make it a no contest, and uh, and so they set up a next rematch. But what does Something that affect Mayweather's like record that he's been protecting for so long? It would, it would. But what, I wonder what matters more to him: more money or his record? I don't know. I think he's got enough money. I, th I would hope he'd want to well, keep say, that record. They're right? saying he's got tax problems. Really? That's, that's what they're trying to say right now. Who knows if it's all just hype? I mean, you never know these days. Everything is marketing. You don't know nothing. Yeah. But um, it, yeah, it's. Uh, they say he's got some tax issues, so you don't know. And you know, I, I just think it's a different sport in general. Maybe like, sport. If, if Floyd or Connor came to the glory ring to fight you in kickboxing, mm -hmm. like, I, you would dominate. Oh yeah, I mean, you know uh, what I mean. I, mean it's, I, I just think they're you totally dominate different. Connor, you sport. think dominate him? Hey, he doesn't like low kicks, no. and he doesn't like throwing low kicks. It hurts his shins. Um, I, I, I but love, I mean, you, he, you're I fight at 154 pounds. That's yeah. kind of his weight now. So yeah. it'd be. Yeah. Oh, I think Josh would. No hands down, easily. He, I don't think it'd be easy. I don't think he because he has got very good uh, timing. He's got very good timing, and you know he's he's good to slip off that right hand and give his left. Mm -hmm. He's very good at that, like Petrosian is as well. Um, and I'm not saying it would be an easy fight, 
but he has a very wide stance, which will make him very easy for, to low kick. Mm -hmm. And um, and he 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 wouldn't want to block it because his shin's always hurt. Well, was his so, stance that wide because he's he's doing MMA? Well, he's doing Possibly. MMA and, and thinking, hey, the takedown might be coming. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It could be that. I, I've never seen him just yeah. stand, just standing up without the worry about takedown. So who knows? Enough about McGregor. Yeah, enough, enough about, about May. Let's talk about you, Elvis Gashi. This guy's mm -hmm. fighting you on short notice. No one's ever beaten him. What do you know about him? Well, short notice. He's had at least four or five weeks. It's not that short. As far well, as he was going to fight on the undercard, from what I was understanding. And then, and the, yeah, and then I think he was going to fight on the undercard, yeah. and they moved him up. I think three weeks ago. I yeah. think. Oh yeah. Well, they told saying. they told me long more. You know, Either way, he says he's ready. Yeah, good. I, you know, that's good. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm glad he's ready. <laughs> um, I would like him to be ready. I don't want to fight a guy who's who's unprepared. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's undefeated. He's 18 and 0. That's a damn good record. Uh, better than mine. Um, he's got like 100 and seven amateur wins with only three losses or something like that. I mean, he's got a damn good record. This guy's, he has potential to, to, to do some damage, you know? Um, but Willie, that's the question, you know? Can he touch me? Because we were talking to him in the interview. He's super confident. He was saying stuff like his power is going to be the difference. Always. He feels that he's the power puncher, the power hitter, and he feels that's going to be his difference. And that's, that's, and that's unfortunately, that's all he's got. Yeah. Um, his thing is, is he uses, he uses pow power as a strategy, whereas using it as a tool is much more effective. If you're going in there just to just because you've got power and you're just trying to knock them out, and that's all you've got is your big punches. More predictable. If I make you miss, then what? What's what's Plan B? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> Back to the McGre McGregor Mayweather fight. That's all he's. That's what he's exactly. Doing what's Plan B? I'm gonna knock him out in four exactly. rounds. Exactly. So meanwhile, I've got great great timing. I've got great speed. I've got power. I've got precision. I can kick. I can punch. I can knee, I can move, I can, so if one doesn't work, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? I've got plan A, B, C, D, I got it all down to, to Z, you know? So, um, and if Z doesn't work, I go back to A and then mix it around, you know what I mean? So, um, but I'm glad he's confident. I want him to be confident. Um, I, I hope he rises to the occasion fighting. This is a big, uh, high level fight. I hope he rises to the occasion. I hope he gives me a good little, uh, a, a good little ruckus, you know, I like that. But, um, yeah, we'll see on Friday, but I don't know. I just don't. I just don't see how his power will be uh, any bigger than some of the other guys I've fought, any of the guys I've sparred with. But again, crazier things have happened. I've been knocked down before. He can knock me down again, but he has to knock me out in order to win the fight because uh, every time I get knocked down, I come back so much stronger. So much stronger every time. And I mean, this fight's taking place at Madison Square Garden, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, what does that mean to you? Uh, I mean, um, we said it like for our situation being from Canada, it's hard to get that big home feeling. But I think the next best thing is probably Madison Square Garden. Yeah, right? I guess you know. I mean, for for me, because I've I've always been a kickboxer since mm -hmm. the day one. I've been a kickboxer. So for me, um, and before I even before I really liked boxing, I was watching kickboxing. Um, it's only only the last. Who was your yeah. favorite fighter growing up? Uh, hands down favorite fighter Ernesto Hoost. He yeah. was my favorite um, from even when I was a no, kid. Bob Sapp beat him twice. Yeah, he keeps training because Ernesto <laughs> was my favorite. Obviously, so we always like that. That's his and favorite line. Did lose to but then, but, but that's, that's, that's a great line. example of an underdog coming on top. You know, you never know what's going to happen yeah. on Friday. Maybe Elvis will do something good. You never know. But he won't. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, Bob Sapp beat Ernesto Hoost. You know, anything yeah. can happen in the, in the kickboxing ring. You know, three three minute rounds is uh, enough time for. And it's so explosive, anything can happen, right? But um, yeah, no, uh, 
Hoost and, and Bob Sapp was silly, but Hoost was the man. Hoost yeah. was really the man, you know, him and, and then Remy came along and I love Remy as well. But um, those are my two favorite when I, you know, immediately. And then uh, once I started growing up and K Max started coming along, mm -hmm. then it was Andy Sauer, Bacow and Masato. And uh, but I, Andy always stood out for me and that's why I, I, my dream was to go train with him and I was able to get that. You now know, how I deep were you in the sport when, when Joe started making a splash on the scene? Uh, I hadn't heard of Joe until you got into Glory. Mm. I think I, I maybe had a little bit, a little bit when you when you fought in Lion Fight. Okay. I remember my brother saying, "Oh, this 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 Joe guy, from Canada, Joe right? from Canada," yeah. <laughs> and you'd think I would hear from him in being in Canada, but I hadn't because the the community is so spread out. Yeah, over there. Right. It wasn't very connected. When you're on the complete opposite side. Yeah, of the yeah, it wasn't yeah. very connected. And but then I heard it, and then my brother was like, "Whoa, this guy's got a hard right hand," and uh, he's talking really, about right it. hand. Yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah, he said, that's the yeah. first thing he said was the right hand, and then uh, and then. Um, and then from that, you all of a sudden you say a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, who knew there was other good fighters in Canada? You know, I thought I was alone. And then I met Varga. I'm like, oh, shit, he's good, too. It looks <laughs> yeah. like we've got quite right. a few. But you know what's crazy, though? Like, it, it just seems that us Canadians preferred kickboxing over Muay Thai. Um, if you got to yeah. think, like, the, I know the, the, from my understanding with your career and uh, Gabe Varga's, we held off on the full rules fights because mm -hmm. you wanted to stick... Um, strictly with kickboxing. Well, right? I mean, also, and we in, in in BC, there was no full Muay Thai rules fights mm. really ever. It was only modified Muay Thai, so there's no elbows and a bit of clinch, and they usually broke you and that mm. kind of thing. So that's just Same thing, so yeah. it's just what we kind of did. It never really got into the elbows because there was no point because was, I could never fight with the elbows. Um, but uh, coming from the, the the background of the way my dad fought as well. My dad fought full, full Muay Thai a few times. Oh, full, okay. A few times as well in but Hong mostly Kong. mostly kickboxing rules? Mostly kickboxing rules in England. Uh, I don't think he did any of those. I think okay. he did a couple of those when he was like young, like little smokers and like when he was like 16. Okay. But after that, it was mostly all with low kicks because his low kicks were his thing. Okay. So he smashed a lot of guys nice. with his low kicks and that's he's kind of passed it down. But um, yeah, you know, kickboxing has always been more of my thing and always watching K1 and I, that my dream was to go fight in the K1 Max back when I was a kid. For sure. Um, you know, the, like I was saying before, you, you talk about Madison Square Garden. For me, it was like Saitama Super Arena or oh, Tokyo Dome. Sure. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was my Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. um, how would a Super Max tourney do now, you think? How would I do now? How, how would it do now? How, how, like how high up in weight would you go to challenge for? If there was a million dollar prize, mm. what would be the top weight you'd be willing to go in there at? Well, K Max was my weight. The K1 Max was my weight class, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't have to do nothing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would go up to like maybe 77 or something like that, yeah. you know. But um, but K Max was my weight, so that's why I always I made sure I was around this weight. See, I had to fight because I was always 160, 165 yeah. pounds, 170 pounds. So I wanted to make the 155 limit, which yeah. is way that, too that, hard. That, 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 so I'm happy that kick, uh, you know Glory has all these different weight classes yeah. now because it was I was able to find a home at welterweight. But yeah. trying to make lightweight was brutal. Well, I, I mean, made 159 once and I almost died. <laughs> like it was crazy. Yeah. So well, it's like you see that like especially at the beginning of Glory. Um, and still now, but really at the beginning, the 70 kilo division, the lightweight division, was stacked. Always, it yeah. was stacked, and the heavyweights were just kind of all the the top heavyweights from from uh, from K1 were getting older and starting to retire and that. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't as many. But the beginning of Glory, again, it was stacked. They did like that that final that top 16, yeah, the, the Grand Slam in Tokyo, and um, and so like the 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 beginning of Glory, there was still the remnants of K1 there, where there was. 
loads of guys at 70 kilos, loads of guys at heavyweights, but not much in between because everyone was working so hard to be a 70 or be a heavyweight. And then that's when guys like Myrtle Grunhardt said, screw it, he yeah, went now up in weight. Yeah, now Arthur Koshenko went up in weight. I mean, he's huge now. Um, well, ben Rusmans fought, I think, at 170, and now he's down at 145. No, no, Robbins, no, Robbins fought. Who did, he fight, who did he fight? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it was 170. No. Way back. No, he's never, he's, he's, he's never fought. He's fought Myrtle. Yeah, but that, uh, was, that, that, that was 55. Myrtle that was 155, because Myrtle used to fight yeah. 155 pounds. Yeah, these, these, you know, there was a lot of these guys who are now fighting at 77 kilos or Mickey, 170. Mickey exactly, and they, they, you could say they didn't perhaps meet their, their full potential at 70 kilos because they were cutting so much. That's what Nikki uh, says anyways. Um, but uh, and I, I can believe that I can understand that too. Also, the seventy ki or the seventy-seven kilo division is also uh, a lot more shallow than the than the seventy kilo uh, division. With a lot more talent, seventy kilos. That's why I want to be here. Um, also, because that's 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 my natural weight. To be honest, like I don't have to work that hard to get down to seventy kilos. So that's why I like this weight. But for me, it's the most exciting. The guys are fast. They hit hard. Technical. It's the most challenging. It's a good weight for kickboxing. I want to get your thoughts on our, on our main event on Friday, Pavel Zurilev and uh, Saul Kavalari. Zurilev looks like a freaking bodybuilder. He's this wide. His muscles, he told us he benched 385 the other day, 385 pounds. How does someone that yoked still be good at kickboxing when you think he's got to come in and swing like this? I mean, he's a freak. He's massive, that guy, man. He's a big guy. He's a scary dude. <laughs> he's, scary. Um, he's very yeah. scary. I don't, I, don't, I don't lift too much weight, so I don't know yeah. if 380 is good. I imagine it is. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, he's he's good. I like him. He's aggressive. He's uh, he's raw. You know, he's nasty when he fights, and I, I like that. Cavallari's got an awkward style. He's he's uh, he looks like he Cavallari looks like the type of guy who it hurts to hit. It hurts to hit. <laughs> hurts your hand? No, yeah, just in general. He seems like the type of guy who's a very solid bone. Yeah, a very dense man. So yeah. when you yeah. low kick him, it probably hurts you a bit too, and that kind of thing. And and he's probably the type of guy who puts his elbow in the way of stuff and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know can what see I mean? That. You, you know, that. if you, if you know if if you've sparred and you know fighting or you fought, you know people like that who are just yeah. Then they, they don't seem particularly good, but they just hurt to hit, and you're like, God damn it! And then they'll do they'll do awkward stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'll oh, do yeah, awkward sure. stuff that hit you, that. and you're like, How did that hit me? But it's just weird. That's the only way I do well in the sport. That Todd Grisham, he's he hurts to hit. He's I tell you what, he's a, uh, you, you you look like you'd be fun to hit. I think. Um, yeah, really yeah. <laughs> you should try a little bit. Yeah, 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 you test it out. But it's jab, man. He'll be jabbing you yeah, all day. Jab. He's got a vicious jab. Push kicks, just keeping you away. Solid jab is so important. Yeah. A solid jab's important, man. Like I've dealt with, I've sparred with some guys with solid jabs, and goddamn, it's annoying. That's why I started developing mine because I was like, nah. I'm who, not. Who, who's your favorite fighter in Glory right now? Obviously, besides yourself, I'm sure you love yourself. But like, who's, who's the one guy you look at? And you're like, man, this guy is a badass. Uh, Dumbay's dope. Cedric Dumbay. I like. Well, Dumbay. he likes you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a mutual respect. He, he's, he's dope. I like his style. I like his his flash, and yeah, I think he's funny. And. Uh, now Holston complains about him. He says, that, "Is this what Glory's about? A guy that runs around the ring and just—he's not kicks running. And slaps? He's not running. He's just not doing what everyone else, what you want him to do. Exactly. He's not standing there and taking your your full combination and and not interrupting you and letting you look good. That's he's he's making it awkward for you. He's making it difficult for you, and it's frustrating. I can understand it. It'd be frustrating to fight Dumbe. Yeah. But um, that's why I like it. It's cool, and he makes you miss. And I love guys who can make people miss because in kickboxing, is for so long it, it became just cover up, cover up, cover up, and then hit." Yeah. Rather than use a bit of dynamic defense, you know, and uh, yeah, I like that. I think Dumbay is dope. He's cool. I hope he's champion for a long time. That's why I even like uh, the Israel Adesanya. Him too. Just I wicked, really man. love Israel. Israel. Guys can fight. The guys. I appreciate the guys who can mix those things, exactly. right? Like, um, 
if you watch that traditional, what people call that Dutch style, is very but more that's not one what That's not tra traditional Dutch style was. But that's what, that, that's that, what that, I'm that's going what, for. Yeah. That's what people are terming. Yeah, that, that's what, that's what yeah. it seems to be nowadays. But What's it was, your definition? It wasn't. Because it, it's constantly Common, changing. Rob Common, Ernesto Hoost, Andy Sauer, my favorites, you know, the, that was traditional Dutch style. So how would you explain to the audience, like, they're always constantly, they're going to talk as Dutch style as punch to low kick. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, they, when, you, they, when, I when, when you talk about Dutch style, yeah, it, it is, it's, you know, Lots of like fast hands, take out the legs, good liver shots, that kind of stuff. That, mm -hmm. That's kind of the thing. But it's a, it's a great mixture of boxing and, uh, and, and a, a bit of Kilkashin. And it's got some Kilkashin aspects with, of course, the Muay, Muay Thai sort of kicks. You know what I mean? Um, like the way of kicking, not necessarily a lot of body kicks like the Thais do, but the way of kicking is more of a Thai style. But uh, they have a nice combination of it. And it's not just cover up, cover up, cover up, walk forward and hit. It's, you know, you see the, the pioneers of it, the guys who started from Majiro Gym and Vos Gym and Chakariki Gym, they didn't do that. Mm. That's not what Dutch style was back then. It was, um, it was, they moved, they moved really well. They cracked the guys in the legs because a lot of the North Americans and stuff and uh, other Europeans, except for the French, the French are very uh, Thai boxing style, they were very Muay Thai style. Um, but a lot of the other ones couldn't handle low kicks. Most people couldn't handle low kicks. So they would crack their legs all the time. And um, yeah, that's what that's what Dutch style was. And so I if think you, if you went over and lived full time and, and worked and went to Mike's gym or Hammer's gym, do you think they'd be like, uh, we need to kind of hone you in? Probably, probably, yeah. yeah. But that's why. The, but I, I had the opportunity to go to those gyms, but I didn't. I went to with Andy Sauer because he, in my opinion, is one of the last of the the, the original Dutch style type of fighters that I that I liked. And you, you know? to think too. Look how how old is Andy now? He's probably got to be mid 30, 30, 34. Well, and he still looks like he's in good shape, good yeah. health mentally. So that movement style probably he's, helped he, him out in the longevity of his career. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he's uh, he's never had a really serious injury, yeah. except for like maybe breaking a hand or something like that. Like when it comes to like his knees or his back and stuff like that, it's always just been very minor, if any minor injuries. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's 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 very lucky in that sense. But he's such a good fighter. You know, sparring with him was such an eye opener when I first did it. Um, I first sparred with him when I was 15. I sparred with him, and he was preparing for a K1 Max or something like that. And um, I was—I remember when he first came into the gym. I was with uh, one of my friends from Canada as well. He had come, Tom. He had come with me, and Andy came into the gym, and I went. It was like it was probably, it was probably like a little girl meeting Justin yeah. Bieber or something. I was like, <laughs> Holy shit! And I was like, Tom, that's Andy Sauer. And he's like, yeah. yeah, I know. And Andy came up, Hi, I'm Andy. I was like, Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, but yeah, we, later on we got to spar a little bit, and. You know, he he uh, he said, "Oh man, it's hard to hard to keep you in the corner, hard to keep you on the ropes and stuff." And uh, he was like, "I was working at like an eight or a nine or a ten to try to keep you where I wanted you to be." And I was like, "Yeah, I was fucking working out at twenty five yeah, to try to get out of here to, to get away from you." Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, you know, his his ring control is great. He keeps you on the ropes really really well. Makes you panic, you know. But he was working real hard to keep me there. Yeah. You know, so and I was only fifteen. That's nine years so it ago. So gave you that confidence. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he saw that potential in you. Yeah, he's you know he's he's given me a, a lot of lessons when it comes to uh, the, the 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 high level, the high level of kickboxing. You know, that's and it's something you don't. It's hard to get in Canada because not many people have been to that high level. But when you're with someone who's been there, you know, he's telling me how to throw low kicks in a way that people won't see it. As opposed to how I was doing it, where people will block it, no problem. Anticipating, yeah. yeah. You look low kicks, you're making them too wide. Everyone's going to see them these days. You got to make them shorter. You got to make them quicker. You know. So Ernesto, who's Andy Sauer, those are kind of your old school guys that you love. But like right now, you said it's Doombay. Is would that be your dream fight right now? 
You versus Doom Bay. Doom Bay. <clears throat> I am whatever, whatever. I, I mean, right, what's your, right, like, right, you right, right. hey, pay-per-view, Josh Johnson versus so-and-so. What's the one fight that would just light your lamp? Siddichai right now because I want the belt. Um, I want Siddichai, yeah. And I, I feel I fought him before. Yeah. He was... What were you, 22 when he fought him? Yeah, I was 22. Tournament style. It was a tournament. I didn't really train for him. He, no, he's, tough to, he's just tough to beat just because he's... Well, I mean, I, Van Roosman, he's like, what do I do with this guy? It's It's... it's it's a different style when you haven't fought a tie before. When you haven't fought a tie ever, or trained with a tie, even you know, I haven't even I hadn't even trained with a tie. Um, it's just a different, different style. It's a different time. It's a different pace. It's a different uh, timing. Is different. Um, there's a lot of things that they're very good at. Of course, they're very good at the sports. They're hundreds of years old over there. You know, what I mean, they've been doing it forever, so they're very good at it. Um, so I didn't quite have the answers there, and it was only three rounds. Having five rounds now, that would be beautiful. I'd love to have five rounds against him. It's like with Petrosian as well. I wish I, had, I could have had five rounds against him as well, because the more, I think the more rounds for me, the more chance I get to figure them out a bit. Um, but you know, yeah, when I fought Siddichai, I was preparing for the first opponent of the tournament. That's who I was, because you can't get to the second unless you beat the first, so you've got to beat the first. And I was preparing for Nicholas Larson. And then he got that nasty foot infection, and he had to withdraw a week before the fight. So then I was matched up against Chris Busuku, tall, uh, another orthodox guy from France. Then he got pulled out the day of the weigh-in. So then I had to fight uh, uh, Jimé Koulibaly. So it's just, and he was just a different fighter from Larson completely. So really, I hadn't prepared for anyone. I was just fit. But I hadn't actually prepared for anyone that night, and I had definitely hadn't prepared for Sidichai, a southpaw, Thai, completely different style. So, you know, no excuses. He's good. Obviously, he's good. He beat, he beat Robin, you know, so uh, he's beat a lot of great guys, really good guys. So, yeah, he's a difficult fight. But I think now and now that I'm making a little bit more money, I can fly someone over perhaps to help me train. Like uh, I can bring over a tie for some sparring or, you know, so I can do these things to try make my preparation better. Is that one of the reasons you went to Thailand? Yes. Yeah, strictly to learn the style, to see what they do, to how beat they train, Chai. to beat Sidichai. He's on your mind constantly, probably. I, I would like to work from the inside. And yeah. when I say that, I mean I like to be like a mole. I'll go in and I'll, I'll I, I go instead of just trying to learn f from the outside and watching. I'll go and do what they do. I'll go and do what they do, get that perspective of it, and then I go, okay, well, I, you know, I, this I can see this will be open, and that's why when I go to these other places, I transform into them. For that mm. time that I'm there, I transform into them. So the trainers. I'm doing exactly what the trainer says. Nothing of Josh style anymore. I do what they say. And I do what they say and I go, okay, hey, I'm getting hit like this when I'm fighting like this. I'm getting hit yeah. with that when I'm fighting like this. And then I go, okay, that means I can hit him like that and I can hit him like this. So I just, you know, that's, 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 that's how I do it. That's how I think I do. that's I go, a good go. approach because I, I read a lot of, um, you know, the Book of Five Rings and it talks about you have to try different styles to know how good your style exactly. is yourself, exactly. right? So. And th there was times in previous fights and um, like when I fought uh, Petrosian, is that I was trying different styles in the fight rather than trying it just in training and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. I was trying it within the fight um, and that doesn't work. That it's like golf, work. you, you got to hit the driving range. You can't try mid-round to switch yeah, your swing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, like when I fought Petrosian, I was trying to be, I was trying to emulate a little bit like Andy Risti because Andy Risti knocked Petrosian out. It's really the only example to go by of how to beat Petrosian because no one else has. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So it's the only, it's the only blueprint there. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to kind of do it, kind of like Risti, but I'm not Risti. 
I'm not Andy Risty, you know, and I'd pro I don't think I have the power that Risty has. I have, I have, I have more precision, and I'm more technical, more and, I'm, with your legs, and, maybe? I'm, and I'm faster, and probably I kick harder, yeah. But he had some. He's got some weird power. I've heard from a lot of people some weird power with the hands. It's like he more can just a throw stiff power. Yeah, he can just throw it boom from here and catch you, and um, you know. So I was trying to emulate someone else, someone I'm not, and that just didn't work out for me against Petrosian. But uh, that's why I love to fight him again, because now I'm a little bit wiser, a little bit com more comfortable with myself. We're more trust in myself and my own style. I don't feel like I need to pretend to be anyone else in order to to win. I can be I can be myself and fuck people up just as easy. That's a, that's a great message, right? Yeah. You're good enough. You're smart enough, and doggone it, people like you. Yeah. Well, I hope they and do. And we like your logo. Can we get that logo? Is it on sale yet? Is your gear for sale? You got a website? Not yet. Plug? Not yet. But I'm working on it. I'm yeah. working on it already. Right now, you know, I I focus 100% on the fighting, and uh, the other things on the side, those are just distractions for me. So we're working on it. It's coming along. Um, where can people follow you on social media and stuff like that? Uh, Jauncey93. Jauncey93 on Instagram, mm -hmm. on Facebook, it's uh, just Josh Jauncey. Uh, Twitter, Jauncey93 again. Um, uh, soon, you know, soon I think um, a, a brand who sponsors me, RYU, they might be doing some Josh Jauncey stuff soon. They've, got, they've got my, uh, my walkout gear is going to be all custom-made RYU stuff, so you can get kind of similar stuff. It's those who don't uh, really have seen Josh fight, his walkouts are the best part, man. Like, it's I, I hope so. You know, when like, you walk out, man, I get excited. I'm serious. I'm glad. I know you bring out some good music, some good I think the best part is watch him fight, but if you like the dancing I like the and the, the pomp and circumstance, I like his better, that's, that's It's him. the start. You gotta I warm up, man. You gotta but, warm but, up. But he's a, you know, he's a guy like me it. who's watched K1 and that kind of stuff and seen guys like Masato and all that, and that was that that was part of the show. You know, it was part of the thing. Is part of the excitement of it. Is is people's individuality when they fight. It's not like the UFC where, not to talk badly, but I mean, it's, it's, it's just the same thing every time. You don't even hear that music, they just walk out and it's the same thing. But we gotta see, we gotta see the man and what he does. You know, if you're gonna do anything, you gotta do it with style, otherwise there's no point doing it at all. I agree. Remember like, if I envisioned myself as a kid, I don't even envision the fight half the time. I just envision walking down. I just wanted the fireworks, uh, the, you know, the smoke. That's the, one of the best parts for well, me. Well, I worked at WWE for eight years, so I know mm. about the interests. The Undertaker, you know, the doom yeah. and gloom music and the smoke. That's what it all was. Yeah. And they and get to the ring. Show, and and there's some, well, there's, I don't want to see him wrestle. I just want yeah. to see him walk down. There's, 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 there's somewhere in between, and that's where I think kickboxing should be. Is somewhere in between, you know? Yeah, let's get some of that show, you know? I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the Anthony Joshua versus Klitschko, but that was great, you know? Klitschko and uh, Anthony Joshua went on this, like, uh, cool like big platform and it had AJ oh, in the back and it had fireworks and blah 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 and he's, he's you know the, you're, a, you're, you're, you're a fighter yeah you're a fighter not many people most people in the world avoid a fight at all costs at all costs that's me that's me most people, you know. Why most, would I? Like 98% of the world. Well, just, I got three kids. I, mean, what are we, we're, we're, I beat someone up, then what? Great. I lose. My face gets mangled. I'm not on TV. I don't have to worry about that. Okay. I mean, you haven't got much to lose in that department. <laughs> <laughs> Tap out. I love it. Oh, Damien, you son of a bitch. That's a, he slapped me last I'm time we did an episode. One. He came over here and slapped me. Hey, man, we got. I know you got to roll. So, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks no for worries. coming out. Thanks for having Josh me. Josh Johnson. Right, if you want to get some cool Thanks, gear, go to GloryShop.com. You can get our official New York glory t-shirt also joseph Valtellini, plug yep. your gear bazookasquad.com join the bazooka squad i'll join the .com. one day you can get josh jauncey stuff i guess <laughs> you yeah. got, you make sure you ready. follow my stuff on instagram twitter and uh and facebook and follow wkx vancouver my gym my father's gym is where mm -hmm. i learn how to do everything i know and uh yeah check it out all right glory 43 friday night new york city madison square garden we'll see you then